CBDC. The Bank for Canadian Entrepreneurs is a proud partner of the Startup Women podcast. BDC is here for women entrepreneurs in their efforts to move forward and achieve their business goals. To meet their specific needs, BDC provides financing, strategic advice, and has a wide selection of free resources. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women. BDC is here for what's ahead. Scotiabank Women Initiative is a signature program designed to increase economic opportunity for individuals who identify as women or non-binary to be successful now and in the future. This unique offering helps women pursue their best professional and financial futures by providing unbiased access to capital and tailored solutions, bespoke specialized education, holistic advisory services, and mentorship. For more information, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. During the month of February, the Startup Women podcast is committed to telling the stories of Black women-identifying entrepreneurs. What barriers exist for this community? Who are the change makers and trailblazers in this space? In honor of Black History Month, we are passing the mic to Black women across the entrepreneurship ecosystem to share their contributions, accomplishments, and to learn about their lived experiences as they've been building their businesses. Stay tuned all month and look out for a complete list of resources, information, and a recap of these stories at the end of February on the Startup Canada blog. We are thrilled to have Chelsea Prescott on our show today. Chelsea is a regional manager for the client diversity team at BDC. Her mandate is to ensure that BDC's portfolio is reflective of Canada's population. Her goal is to provide all diverse entrepreneurs across the country, particularly black entrepreneurs, with the tools that they need to access the right financing, people, and programs to successfully grow their business. As a woman of Afro-Caribbean descent, who is the product of a business leader and a serial entrepreneur, Chelsea understands the hurdles faced while running a business as a person of color. She wants to help these business owners navigate the complex entrepreneurial ecosystem and discover new market opportunities. Chelsea believes in equitable entrepreneurship and endeavors to help diverse entrepreneurs build generational wealth and break down systemic barriers. Chelsea encompasses an eclectic professional and entrepreneurial background with a deep commitment to empowering and mobilizing communities, specifically youth, women, and systemically excluded entrepreneurs. Before joining BDC, Chelsea was the country director for WeConnect International, helping Canadian women-owned businesses connect with large corporate buyers and grow internationally. Chelsea is motivated to build a better and equitable future for her twins, justice and freedom. She wants them to live in a world where they are judged by the content of their character and not their background. She wants their future to be limitless and is proud to be a part of an organization that allows her to be an agent of change and level the playing field for so many. Wow. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Kayla. I'm absolutely delighted to be here today. Right back at you. The feeling is mutual. The feeling is mutual. So let's kick things off. Take me through your story. How did you come to work at BDC and find yourself in your current role? For sure. 
I guess for me, it's interesting because I come from an entrepreneurial family. So entrepreneurship is in my blood. Growing up, my father and grandfather had their own businesses. And then later, my mom in my teens took the entrepreneurial jump. So I grew up spending time with my dad in his business. He would make me sit in his meetings for hours. And at the dinner table, it wouldn't be a conversation around, you know, uh, boy bands or what did you do with your friends? We would spend time analyzing the meeting. He would ask me my thoughts and feedback about what was said and, and what the next step should be. And, you know, it's interesting because at 15, I became a pro at customer service and admin work because I was there <laughs> all the time. Wow. So, you know, for me, I didn't really understand what he was doing was entrepreneurship, but what appealed to me was his lifestyle. You know, that he had freedom and the ability to dream without limitations, which I thought was amazing. In my teens, I became the chairperson of the Merritt Hazel McCallion's Youth Advisory Committee. And as a chairperson, you represent the youth of Mississauga. So the committee com is comprised of hundred, uh, like at least a hundred of youth from all across Mississauga, and you have an executive of eight. So this opportunity really changed my life because I finally had the autonomy to change many of the issues my peers were facing in high school. And it also gave an opportunity for the youth in the city to have a voice. At 16, I was negotiating deals with the Mississauga Transit in regards to the youth bus fares. I was speaking at peace rallies with politicians like Jack Layton and advising public health on youth public health issues. I also had a little roadshow on television um, about the removal of OAC and the impact wow. on, on the youth, which was really cool. Mm. <laughs> so this opportunity gave not only myself, but the youth in the community freedom to support and build programs and initiatives to solve problems that the youth faced in Mississauga. Mm. I found it extremely empowering. And this was a form of entrepreneurship, but I didn't know it at the time. The first time I heard the word and concept of entrepreneurship was in university, and suddenly my world made sense. I became the vice president of the Advancing Canadian Entrepreneurship Club and started helping my peers with creating businesses on campus. I had originally gone to university to become a pediatrician, but fell in love with entrepreneurship so much that I switched my major from science and business to economics and then got my master's in business entrepreneurship and technology at the University of Waterloo. That master's title is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I was determined to figure out how to leverage entrepreneurship to level the playing field for all. So when I got out of university, I spent time building an entrepreneurial program called Blueprints with an organization in Jane Finch called Youth Unlimited. And then from there, I spent the next decade building and running programs supporting entrepreneurs, from launching a tech startup accelerator to being an entrepreneur in resident for the Starter Company Plus program in Kitchener to helping women-owned businesses connect with large corporate buyers. My passion has been enabling others to make their dreams come true. So what's the connection with BDC? How did I get to BDC? Well, while I was the country director for Canada at We Connect International, I was front and center to many of the challenges that women entrepreneurs faced. One in particular was access to funding. And this came up so many times. I had originally joined BDC to help with this issue. However, three months into my job, I had to go on mat leave. And while I was on mat leave, the world completely changed. 
The death of George Floyd happened, and it was like there was a worldwide reckoning that seemed to have swept through the planet. Eyes were finally opened. And for the first time in a long time, Black people, my people, were finally being seen, heard, and understood. For so long, many of the injustices were hidden away from view. And now it was front and center, prompting major discussions and boosting diversity everywhere. So when I came back to my role at BDC, it was folded into our new client diversity team. And I was asked to be the national lead for Black entrepreneurs and manage the Black entrepreneurship strategy at the bank. For me, this was a dream come true because I know the struggles Black entrepreneurs face because I've seen it and I've experienced it myself. I have had two businesses of my own, and I could write a book on the crazy racist experiences I faced as a Black woman running a business in Canada. This is not a job for me. This is an opportunity to help elevate my community and help them build their own tables. Unbelievable, Chelsea. I, I so thank you so much for sharing that that journey from the very beginning, because, you know, often we, we jump to now and, you know, where you're at in your current roles. And it looks like every part of this journey for you has really brought you to where you are at BDC and making these incredible changes um, in the ecosystem. So thank you so much for sharing that. So knowing that you've been an entrepreneur, you know, working in the ecosystem as well now for, for more than a decade with, you know, great organizations that Startup Canada also works with, with We Connect International, um, what hurdles or systemic barriers do Black entrepreneurs face in Canada? Can you point um, some light to some examples and some specifics there? Yeah, thanks, Kayla. That's a great question. There are many hurdles, but there are three that really stand out to me. The first is access to capital, which is one of the biggest challenges Black entrepreneurs face. According to a survey done by the African Canadian Senate Group, 75% of Black entrepreneurs say that if they needed to find $10,000 to support their business, it would be difficult for them to do so. Wow. The second is the lack of connections, and whether that's in representation, networks, or mentorship. In that same article I just mentioned, a majority of Black entrepreneurs said that they do not know how to access supports or advice when challenges arise in their business. Mm-hmm. And then the last hurdle that I, you know, I think is very important to mention is that there's a stereotypical view of Black-owned businesses in terms of their size, capabilities, and revenue. Oftentimes, there's a perception that the majority of Black businesses are very small and that supporting them is equated to charity. Black businesses come in all shapes and sizes, from small to billion-dollar corporations. All of them make a significant contribution to the Canadian economy on a daily basis. Their success is tied to our economy's success. A Black business should not be limited based on a preconceived notion. Couldn't agree more. I absolutely could not agree more. And and those are some pretty sobering statistics. Like, and and looking at uh, you know capital, lack of connections, and just the overall perception issues. Um, you know, there's a role that everyone needs to play in creating a more equitable and inclusive economy. What is the role, not for the entrepreneur, but those surrounding entrepreneurs, um, that that we need to play a more active role in? What does that look like to create a more inclusive economy? I really think that we all need to recognize that we have a form of privilege, some more than others. And one way to define privilege is that there are certain social advantages, benefits, and degrees of prestige and respect that an individual has by virtue of belonging to a certain social identity group or groups. What we do with our privilege matters. There are systemic barriers that each of us can remove with our privilege. 
whether it's standing up for an injustice or being more inclusive at work. It doesn't require mon monumental actions. Even the smallest of actions can have big impacts in the long run. As an organization, investing in diverse entrepreneurs such as black entrepreneurs provides us an opportunity for us to create a more inclusive economy. So why does BDC and why did BDC decide to focus on black entrepreneurs and develop the black entrepreneurship strategy? Diversity and inclusion are a part of our values and our business strategy. One of our core beliefs is if diverse entrepreneurs are given equitable access to financing, resources, advice, and networks, then they're going to contribute significantly to the growth of the Canadian economy. We've been working with groups such as women entrepreneurs and Indigenous entrepreneurs for many years, but when it comes to the Black entrepreneurship experience and understanding Black entrepreneurs, our journey has recently begun. As a bank, we realize the importance of doing more when so many discussions about equity were happening in 2022 after the murder of George Floyd. We also recognize that, you know, Black entrepreneurs are constantly dealing with systemic barriers that prevent them from fulfilling their true potential. So in July 2020, we started with the Black North Initiative. Then from there, we conducted research with the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce and Pitch Better, and then partnered with many regional and national Black uh, organizations to better understand the challenges that Black owners face and the opportunities to support them. We launched webinars and we also partnered with other organizations to provide funding programs, which I'll talk about hopefully further in the podcast. Um, awesome. You know, I, as I mentioned, one of the biggest hurdles is capital. And so we, we partnered with an organization called the Federation of African Canadian Economics to be the lead institutional investor in the Black Entrepreneurship Loan Fund. In that fund, we, we invested around $130 million with the hope that this increase of capital to the Black community will help level the playing field in Canada. Amazing. And, and you know, I think it's, it's really important to talk about capital. We have these same conversations, you know, looking at lack of access to capital for women entrepreneurs and, and uh, you know, other marginalized folks. And, and beyond just focusing on networking and partnerships, um, there are really unique supports that need to be dedicated to Black entrepreneurs in particular to make capital more accessible. So beyond networking and partnership entities, Black entrepreneurs also have some access to unique supports dedicated to making capital more accessible. Can you explain the role of FACE, Futurepreneur, and Alterna for Ontario-based entrepreneurs um, and the roles that they serve in the ecosystem? Tell us about those funding opportunities. That's a, a fantastic question, Kayla. There's so many great loan products right now, particularly for Black entrepreneurs. So it's a good time to consider it if you're starting or growing a business this year. With that said, we've partnered with FACE, Futurepreneur, and Alterna to provide three fant fantastic funding opportunities. As I mentioned earlier, we're the lead investor in the Black Entrepreneurship Loan Fund, which offers loans from $10,000 to $250,000. If you're a startup, you can get up to $50,000 and there's flexible terms for existing and startup businesses. In regards to Futurepreneur, 
we've teamed up with their Black Entrepreneurship Startup Program to offer loans from five to $60,000. There are also follow-on financing of up to $40,000. And the, the follow-on financing is based on the first two years of successful business performance. I'll also note that there is an age restriction. So you must between the, be between the age of 18 to 39. And then lastly, in terms of the Alterna, there is the Alterna Community Microfinance Program, and this is for Ontario only. So if you get $25,000 from the Alterna Program, you can apply to have it doubled through BDC. If you are a Black entrepreneur, a woman-owned business, or a social entrepreneur. Wow, incredible. So lots of, of opportunities. And are there any timing requirements around these, um, or they, will they be existing in perpetuity in 2022? There is a timing requirement when it comes to the Black Entrepreneurship Fund. So we we hope to um, disseminate $130 million into the Black community uh, by June 2023. So if you're interested, I would suggest that you submit your application as soon as possible. Um, in terms of what is required for that application, a business plan your financial statements or projections, a personal net worth statement. And there are a couple of other documents which you can find on their website. Uh, if you need templates for your business plan or your financial projections, we have it on our website at bdc.ca. There's so many fantastic resources on, on that website. Definitely recommend checking out, even if you're not applying for uh, some of these opportunities, still some great resources to access across uh, BDC supports. So if an entrepreneur is thinking about applying for a loan, is there anything that they should be considering? Are there any tips that you might be able to share with some of our listeners? Yeah, before they take the leap in terms of applying for a loan, there are three key things that I think that they consider, they need to consider when applying for that loan. The first is a business plan. Their business plan is a necessity when they're seeking financing for a project. It's basically a recognized management tool that outlines exactly what their company will do and how it plans to succeed. To sum it up, their business plan will help them define who they are, what their business is, and how their business is going to be profitable. When they're creating the business plan, I would suggest that they think of it as a roadmap. So if they take the time to map it out, it will serve them well in the future. They'll also need to complete the business plan for applying for the loans that I, I briefly spoke about earlier on this call. And I will reiterate, BDC has great free templates that we can share with them after this call. The second is financial statements or financial projections. Financial statements are a set of documents showing a company's current financial status, such as an income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement, and a statement of return earnings. Financial projections are a forecast of future revenues and expenses. You'll need to show at least two years net worth. And when you're applying for a loan, if you're an existing business, you'll need to ensure your financial statements are up to date. If you're a startup, you'll need to ensure that you have realistic financial projections. Understanding and being confident in talking about your finances as an entrepreneur is and cash flow is critical. Financiers and investors conduct and even deeper analysis when they're determining whether or not to put money into your business or to take it out. And then the last thing that I would suggest is to take the time to understand your options and what loan works best for you. There are various banks that are offering different loan project products at this moment. 
And the key differences include interest rates, repayment flexibility, collateral, and control. So it's worth looking at all your options. I would suggest to speak to somebody in your network, one of your business contacts, about their experience with a given bank. And I would ask them questions around the quality of service, any problems that they've encountered, what the bank looked for in a loan proposal, and how much a bank was willing to negotiate. It really pays to, to shop around. And to your point around just getting comfortable talking about finances, this, you know, homework or research can just get you more comfortable, um, you know, looking at your financial statements, understanding the terminology. There's so much to unpack um, as you try to look at financing for your business that the more you can become comfortable in that space, the better it will serve you throughout the development of your business. 100%. So beyond those that we've already discussed, you've already mentioned a number of different resources, what other entrepreneur support organizations, programs, or other general resources would you recommend that Black founders look into? What's out there? That's an awesome question, Kayla, and I really appreciate you asking. There are three BDC partners that I would recommend for Black founders to look into. Export Development Canada, the Trade Commissioner Service, and the Canadian Aboriginal and Minority Supplier Council. EDC. Export Development Canada has been vital in helping entrepreneurs access new markets and go global. As a Black entrepreneur, the world is your oyster, and you can work with EDC to leverage and grow your business to expand globally, especially in African, Caribbean, or U.S. markets. For more than 120 years, the Trade Commissioner Service has been helping companies navigate international markets. Throughout the year, they have specific international opportunities for Black founders. And lastly, CAMSI, their mandate is to champion business relationships and economic growth for the Canadian supply chain through the inclusion of Aboriginals and minority suppliers. They are dedicated in helping Black entrepreneurs connect with large corporate buyers. Amazing. And we are big fans of all three of those organizations. You'll see a lot of resources coming from EDC and the Trade Commissioner Service uh, through Startup Canada's Startup Global Program, actually. So there's, there's lots of resources there that will be curated throughout the year. So what are some final thoughts, Chelsea? We've covered a lot of ground in today's chat. You've uh, provided so many helpful resources and great next steps for some of our listeners to tap into right after listening to today's episode. What can our audience take away from our conversation? Do you have any final, final words? Yes, I have three final thoughts. Love it. The first, <laughs> the first is that we all have privilege in some form, and what we do with our privilege matters. The second is Black entrepreneurs are so much more than what meets the eye. So don't let your bias or stereotypes dictate the narrative in your head. And the last thought that I have is BBC is committed to supporting Black entrepreneurs and growing their business. So if you are a Black entrepreneur, check out our I Am a Black Entrepreneur page on bbc.ca. There you'll find information on how we can support you from resources, articles, to funding opportunities. Our job is to help you succeed. Amazing. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for all of the work that you have been doing and to the entire BDC team um, for really walking this walk. And it has been such a pleasure to partner with, with the organization as a whole. Uh, and I can't wait to see what investments we can make in 2022 and beyond. Thank you so much for joining us on the Startup Women podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Women podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. 
Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook, Resources for Women Entrepreneurs, with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast, hosted by Rick Spence, and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to choose to challenge the status quo and unleash the economic potential of women.